Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. I'll try and take you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Remember the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. Free downloads for your smartphone or tablet to be able to take the show with you anywhere. And, of course, on the World Wide Web at Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base, we're on all podcasting platforms. And, of course, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. On today's program, Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports will join us at 435. Uh, we'll have him then. Uh, we'll talk Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans. We'll try to get into to everyone with him. And then uh, Larry Holder is going to join us uh, from The Athletic. Normally with us on a Monday. He's going to be with us today at 535, his normal slot, uh, a different day. And uh, we'll concentrate on the Saints in the end program today. We will talk about crime. We will talk about the Pels, the Saints. We'll get into your phone calls as well at 260-1061. Don't forget Jude Young comes on uh, following me on All Access from 6 to 7 tonight. He's also joining me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Uh, Thursday at 1 p.m. with our live broadcast on, L- on WLAE-TV. Also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. Then come the uh, the the, uh, the the opportunity to be able to check the show out at your leisure, whether you're going to dumb DVR that show, or are you going to check us on our rebroadcast? 6 p.m. on LAE every Thursday night, 10 o'clock on the Deuce WLA-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican uh, Sports Television, 10 o'clock, WLA-TV. Saturday at 2 a.m. on WLA-TV 2, 5 p.m. every Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television. And as mentioned, and you know already, always on our social media platforms and always at the WLA-TV YouTube page. And also ericasher.com. I've gotten some questions over the last few weeks from folks that are living out of town that want to keep up what's going on and, again, how they can get the show. So, look, again, the uh, my, my website, WLATV, and always on our social media platforms. You can check it out always there. That YouTube page is always available for you. All right, a lot to get into. First of all, um, again, um, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and uh, I'm kind of waiting, and, and I was really anticipating this happening early in the week. And one of the reasons why is, again, um, when you look at the defensive coordinator position and the offensive coordinator position for the New Orleans Saints, uh, you're getting closer and closer to um, the start of free agency. And also, again, these coaches have to come together. They have to look at the roster. They have to try to figure out what they're going to do in terms of the future of the roster, who they're going to ultimately, again, try to keep on the, on the team, who they're willing to be able to sacrifice, who they're willing to be able to allow to go out and try to get a deal and then maybe the Saints, again, look at that deal, and if it's within the parameters of what they feel that that, that player uh, is, is worth, then, again, uh, you know, give, give them an, an, a counteroffer in terms of the contract. You know, we hear this all the time. Mickey Loomis has a, um, you know, has a, has a, 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 a opportunity to be able to um, look at these players, go through everything in, in, in terms of the offseason, and then he puts a parameter on, again, what he feels those particular players are worth to the Saints. Now, look, they may be worth more to other teams. We've seen that before. Right, we've seen where the Saints haven't had been able to um, uh, to match offers. We've seen that, uh, you know, you saw it just last year with, with Trey Hendrickson. You know, you let Trey Hendrickson walk. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. You kept Marcus Williams. Uh, I think it's a mortal sin. I mean, again, I think that anybody you talk in football would say, okay, what's more important, especially on the NFL level, the way the NFL is now today, is it more important to have a again a quality free safety? Or is it more important to have a guy that's a double-digit sack, sack guy every year at the defensive end position? And most people would go with the defensive end that, does, that is a sack master. And that's what Trey Hendrickson has been. 
he had an incredible year last year for the Saints. He had, had a very, very good year with 14 sacks uh, this year uh, for the Bengals. And he looks like, again, his back injury, which kind of held him back here in New Orleans a bit, at least his first few years out of college, uh, you know, that's healed sufficiently enough that, you know, he plays through the pain. Now, we can say that in his first couple of years here, but the last few years, there's no doubt about it. And, look, give a lot of credit uh, to Ryan Nielsen, uh, to, 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 um, uh, to, to others on that staff, uh, that um, including Brian, Brian Young, who handles the pass rushers, that they, have, they were able to uh, get the maximum out of him. And ultimately he went on and, and was a real uh, in, integral part of that, of that um, Cincinnati team. But, again, you know, it, it's, it's what they felt the parameters of what they could pay uh, Hendrickson, especially last year with the COVID-19-influenced um, uh, salary cap and, of course, having to, to uh, pay the piper for years of kicking the can down the road uh, because of Breeze and now It's not just Breeze. You know, I hear this all the time. Oh, Breeze's contract cost us everything. No, it wasn't just Breeze's contract. It was a, it was a myriad of things that, that fell into place that, uh, against the Saints last year on, again, why they had to purge the roster, and it is what it is. The purge would not have been a DS deep. I've said that over and over again. So when you look at this situation now with the offensive coordinator position, you know, they, they, these guys have got to get into meetings. They've got to be able to figure out who they're going to keep, who they're going to let go. And, and then ultimately when these guys are on the market, open market, they're willing to be able to go into a bidding war for them, i.e. Marcus Williams. He's going to be one. And I said this last year when this went down. So I'm not a Johnny-come-lately on this. Uh, I would have signed Hendrickson over Williams. Uh, Williams turned down a f- top-five contract at the safety position. And ultimately, he's going to be looking to be the top-paid top safety in the NFL this year. And I'm going to tell you right now, he's not worth it. He's not worth it. Is he a good safety? Yes. Is he a great safety? No. He's not the greatest safety in the, in the NFL right now. Will he be successful in his next spot? There's no doubt about it. But, again, are you willing to overpay? See, part of that overpayment is what I talked about yesterday. You know, when you go in and you let a Von Bell go, who's an up-and-coming player, who's not going to cost you as much, and, and, then, and then you bring in, uh, you, you, you go back and bring back a Malcolm Jenkins, where you have to overpay for him because he's a veteran, uh, because uh, you're, you're looking for someone that can get guys in, in, uh, in the right spot, uh, which is a, well, an issue they had that, that, that previous year on the defense, had so many busts. Uh, you know, you, you paid for that. And you have a diminishing player that you're still going to be paying now as he continues to diminish as a player where if you made it would have been a little bit patient with Von Bell uh, and allow, allowed them to grow together, meaning, they're, again, the, the entire secondary, because you're talking about Lattimore, Bell, and, and also Williams kind of all coming at the same time, maybe you don't have these issues down the line. Maybe they're, they're taking care of themselves. We've seen less of those busts. Maybe it's a byproduct of having Malcolm Jenkins on the field. Maybe it's not. But you're going to be overpaying for Malcolm Jenkins over the next couple of years as, as, again, he continues to be a descending player. I want to stay with Von Bell. I would have stayed with Trey Hendrickson. And if I had to let a guy go, it would have been Marcus Williams. But, see, that's the kind of things they're going to have to be dealing with over the next few weeks inside of Saints camp on, on what direction they're going to go. So you need your offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator positions set. Now, the Saints did interview linebacker coach uh, Michael Wilholt. Uh, he is a former uh, Saints, line, uh, Saints uh, assistant uh, on the special teams and on the defense in 2019 and 2020. He is said to be an up-and-coming coach. Um, so we'll see how that kind of plays out. Uh, they, they, it's another minority candidate. They've done more than, than satisfy the Rooney rule at this point. Um, uh, every, all indications are is that they may um, elevate from within. 
you know, possibly Richard or Richard, however you want to say it, and, and of course, Ryan Nielsen. I said yesterday, and I've, I've been on the record the last week or so, that I think you can get away with maybe Ryan Nielsen being elevated to defensive coordinator and not having to be able to make the calls on game day, which is what Dennis Allen wants to continue to do. I don't know if, if Richard's going to accept that. You know, I think he probably wants to be, be the defensive coordinator, not just the name only. You know, but for, for a guy like Nielsen, it's the next step. And then the, the, the following step would be, again, going in with another team and maybe taking over the defensive coordinator position. Or, again, maybe eventually a head coach. We, we have no idea. Uh, but, again, we know that he is a hot property. We know that this defensive line has gotten better under Ryan Nielsen. And uh, they, they thought enough of him to keep him away from LSU uh, and gave him the assistant head coach uh, title. Uh, and it bumped him up in pay. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. What I can't wrap my head around, ladies and gentlemen, is the fact that Dennis Allen continues to entertain uh, the possibility of changing the Saints' offense. Look, he knows the Saints' defense. He knows the Saints' personnel like nobody's business, okay? That's his baby. He said it on, on, on the day that he was hired. When I hear continuity, the one thing I think is you're trying to keep the coaching staff together for continuity and culture. But especially on the offensive side, you're trying to keep the staff together because you want to continue to run the same offense. See, I'll go back and say it again. The offense w- w- was broke, but it wasn't broke because of the system. The system didn't break. The system didn't automatically become figured out. Uh, the difference was a Hall of Fame quarterback was, was, was working for NBC, and your number one receiver w- w- decided not to have surgery in the offseason, so he was out. And then you were dealing with guys that were basically receivers that may be starring in the USFL. Those were your NFL receivers this year. You put a tremendous amount of burden on, on, on Alvin Kamara to do everything for you. And then you had tight ends that were young uh, that couldn't contribute either. So, again, if anything, it was a personnel issue. It wasn't a scheme issue to me. And I think, it's, uh, I think that when you look at this upcoming season, in, in this offseason, the one thing you want to do is have continuity on the offensive side. You don't want to let that Peyton system go. See, when Peyton ends up in Los Angeles coaching the Chargers in a couple of years or then in Dallas, he's taking this system with him. And when he does, he's going to take coaches with him that know how to run that system. And they're going to run that system at that, at that particular spot, wherever it's going to be. I mean, they're already running it in, in – um, in Los Angeles with the Chargers, by the way, Brandon Nugent was hired as their offensive, um, uh, offensive line coach today, uh, joining Joe Lombardi in, in Los Angeles. So, you know, of course, he was let go when uh, Dennis Allen took over. So, again, we're seeing, we're seeing that uh, in, in, in some places. Now, I will say this, and I'll get into this in a little while, we don't see the success that we've seen in New Orleans, but, and there's a reason why. Now, Ross Jackson pointed this out in his column this week. Scotty Montgomery. Uh, who, is, who interviewed from the Indianapolis coach, their running back coach, is versed in the RPO. Robert Prince, who was just uh, hired by the Dallas Cowboys as, as their um, wide receivers coach, uh, who interviewed again for the offensive coordinator job here in New Orleans, comes from the Boise, Street, or Boise State tree, which is, again, run heavy, right? But, again, the, the, the key to that is, to that system is, the wide receiver route tree is simplified. Wait, what? Wait a minute. We all know how complicated the route tree is for the New Orleans Saints, okay? If it ain't broke, don't. How about just adding talented players that could run the Peyton offense? Look, one of the toughest things to defend, okay, when this offense was at its apex, was to defend a Peyton offense 
and the combinations off that route tree, okay, depending on, again, how that wide receiver is being played. Now, yes, it takes high, high football IQ on the part of the wide receivers and the quarterback. But I'm going to say it right now, why dumb down the offense? If you want to add some wrinkles like the RPO, if you want to add some things, again, that, that you're picking the brain of, of these guys as they're coming in, that's fine, okay? It's always fluid in the NFL when you're talking about systems, stealing something from someone else. Look, Peyton did it all the time. He said it. He talked about it. They would see stuff on a film on a, on a Tuesday and install it on a Thursday, okay, that they would steal from another team. But that's done all the time. But the concepts, okay, uh, you know, what the offense, is, the, 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 the genesis of the offense is and has been, again, coming from, from Sean Payton, that's what you don't want to lose. So, I mean, I, I, that's the thing that's kind of mind-blowing to me right now. Look, I understand Carmichael doesn't want the job. Uh, I understand, again, that other coordinators, or other assistant coaches have gone on to be coordinators using this system, maybe not been as successful. Uh, but, again, to dumb down the offense? Now, maybe this is Allen. You know, a defensive coordinator, right, kicking the tires on different concepts that have been difficult to defend. And that's it. That's fine. But let's face it. The Peyton's offense have only really had the real success under Peyton. It's been carried to other, other teams by former assistants, okay, but no one has been able to have the sustained success. Maybe it's because Peyton was the play caller, right? And the quarterback of this offense was, was a future Hall of Famer. But I'll say this right now. You bring in talented players with a high football IQ, and this offense has been prolific. You can't tell me when Lance Moore, Willie Sneed, Marcus Colston, okay? These are not world beaters. These were guys who were precise route runners who, again, understood the concepts, were smart, had a high football IQ, and realized, again, what they had to do at at a certain point depending on how they were being defended on the route tree. So when, when I hear that Robert Prince is coming in and one of the things he's talking about in, in, in the meetings is that, you know, in Boise State, and boy, which again was a nice offense for college, right, um, that, uh, you know, the, the, their route tree is simplified and it allows a, a player a little bit more fr- freedom. Look, I get it. But this Peyton offense has been, has been one that uh, for 15 years, let's say it's 16 because, again, even though he didn't coach that one year, has been one of the toughest offenses to defend. And I think it would be a critical mistake on the part of Dennis Allen as he starts his, his, um, his time here in New Orleans to get away from, again, what has made this team successful. Yes, the last few years, this, is, this team has leaned on the defense, no doubt about it. But it's because they put a lot of their draft picks and, and, and a lot of the money into the defensive side of the ball. Hoping that, again, in a lot of cases, Breeze would be able to uplift, as he's done so many, many times, uh, again, players on the offensive side that maybe weren't as talented, but were smart and could, and could work within this system. Again, I have no problem with him researching RPO or researching what Boise State did. I have no problem with that. The more knowledge you have and the more knowledge you have on these assistant coaches, the better. You know, everybody talks about Eric Bieniemy. Uh, you know, coming in and, and, and how prolific that offense is at, um, at Kansas City. Yeah, well, you've got some players that can play that offense. You know, I talked about – I tweeted out something in the beginning of the playoffs uh, about how uh, – before the playoffs, pardon me, about how nice it would be to get back to, again, that, that, that Saints offense we saw when Peyton first got here. You know, again, uh, uh, the trickeration, everything that went on, never knowing where the ball was going to be going. I mean, look, 
it wasn't because the Saints had more talent than anyone else. Yes, you had somebody like Reggie Bush who was a, was, was a player that in a lot of cases could be a great decoy for you. But you had smart players that understood how, how to, the, the route tree and understood what their responsibilities were. And they, and they fulfilled those responsibilities um, game in, game out, play in, play out. And, of course, a very, very smart quarterback. Uh, that made it run. And this thing just enhanced itself over the years as it grew between Peyton and Breeze. Now, again, we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be for this team yet. Okay? The, the rumors are, as I keep telling you, that, again, they like Teddy Bridgewater a lot. Well, if you've got like Teddy Bridgewater a lot, Teddy Bridgewater ran Peyton's offense. Maybe that's why you like him. Now, you could go out there and, again, draft a, a collegian. Maybe, again, that's something that's going to happen. They're going to try to, to groom that player. Who knows? You know, I can go back to what I said since the beginning. As long as you could tell me whoever you're going to draft, okay, is better than Ian Book, well, I'm okay with it, okay? But if you're going to, again, reach for a player just simply because they're a quarterback and they're highly rated in this particular draft and he's not better than the guy you got sitting on the bench as your third stringer right now, you're wasting your damn time. Put that, put that draft pick into, again, playmakers. You know, again, you're going to need another running back. We talked about that yesterday with Kamara now in, in, in legal trouble. You need wide receivers, multiple wide receivers, not just veterans coming in, but, but again, a young wide receiver and, and a high pick. Offensive line is a little bit in flux now. You're probably going to lose Teron Armstead. You're flipping Ramshack to the left side. Is Landon Young ready to go? How long can you, how much longer can you get out of Hurst? And no matter what, we've seen, again, the over and over again, the injuries that, that, have, that have affected this offensive line, no more than this past season. So you know you need quality depth, and you need young players that can play multiple positions. So if you're going to get a quarterback, you better make sure that guy is somebody that, again, can play. That you're not taking an early-round flyer on somebody when you've already got an early-round, when you already got a mid-round flyer on a guy that's sitting on your bench right now. So we'll see how it plays out, but... I'm patient to see what he's going to do. I'm impatient to find out if he's going to change this offense. Because I think that, again, the one thing that you can say, look, Peyton did not leave this, did not leave the Saints in a good state. Let's just call it like it is, okay? Uh, There's uncertainty. Not uncertainty. You have no idea who the quarterback is, okay? You've got Kamara at the running back position. Your, Your line is in flux. And, again, the wide receiver position, you have Michael Thomas coming back. Hopefully he's going to be in a, in a good place with, within, within his ears and also physically can go. You've got a third and fourth receiver in Hardy and, and, and Callaway. Maybe, again, you've got some young tight ends that eventually, if they get a little bit more uh, uh, seasoning, can, can be quality NFL tight ends. But we don't know. We have no idea. So, yes, the defense is in good shape. Thank you, Dennis Allen. But the offense is in flux. So the guy walked out the door with, again, his baby, the offense, in total in flux here. So he didn't leave it in a good place. But it is what it is at this point. You've got to be able to rebuild this. Now, I said before, I don't think it's going to take much. I know that there are some out there that disagree with me. Go out there and get a veteran wide receiver. Um, you know, again, I've talked about Godwin, okay? I, I, want to, I want to raid the Tampa Bay Bucks. okay? I want Leonard Fournette in this backfield, all right? I want to make the Tampa Bay Bucks weaker, and I want to make the Saints stronger, okay? I want to go out and get a tight end. Okay, maybe it's at O.J. Howard, maybe it's somewhere else. But, again, I want to be able to make sure that I've got some prolific pass catchers, uh, guys that, again, that have to be accounted for, and, and a back that can, that can catch the ball at the backfield and that can run between the tackles. And then I don't think you're that far away because you do have some talent on that offensive line. You can shift around depending on, again, what direction you're going to go. And you just got to figure out ultimately, if, if uh, again, who's going to be that right tackle if, if Ta- Teron Armstead moves on. Because there's no doubt Ramshack's being shifted to the left side. 
So I don't think you're that far away. Now, the big one is quarterback, right? So are you, are you bringing in Teddy Two Gloves to be able to make sure that, again, you can have some continuity as, as a bridge to the next quarterback? Who knows? But I think it would be foolish on the part of this coaching staff, on the part of the front office, to walk away from what made this Saints team great, which was Peyton's offense. Kick the tires on the RPO. Kick the tires on, on Boise State, what they did with their wide receivers. But at the end of the day, come back to the terminology, come back to, again, the concepts, come back to the offense that's already in place. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Just add some better parts to it so it'll work better. That's what the Saints need to be looking at right now. Not, again, a wholesale change of this offense. Makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. And hopefully that's not what, what, what the thought process is on airline drive right now. Look, it's Dennis Allen's baby, right, at the end of the day. And Sean Payton's not here calling the plays. But there's no reason to throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to this offense. It would, make, it, would, it, would, it, would, it would be nonsensical to be able to do that. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. If you're in the market for a generator, Burkhardt has you covered. Look, I know Look, it is February the 15th. Hardly anybody's thinking about hurricane season. But around these parts, it doesn't have to be hurricane season if you need a generator. I mean, my power can go out at any time, in any place in our metropolitan area. Again, we cannot rely on energy anymore, period, the end. So, again, if you're buying a house, if, you, again, you have your home uh, and, and, uh, it's, and you're, putting, you're putting money into your home, you almost have to put money into a generator to be able, again, to, be able to keep the power on when energy fails. Single-day install is what they'll give you over at Burkhardt. Put you on the calendar for a single-day install. You can finance that over time. That new install quality check is something they do for every one of, every one of their customers, anything they install, making sure you feel comfortable with the, um, uh, with the uh, system that's being put in. Also, 24-7, 365 emergency service, a warehouse that's fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. And if you have a generator at your home or your business and you haven't had it serviced by a professional yet, let Burkhardt come out there, service it for you, get it ready so when the power goes down, your generator kicks in and you can extend the life of that generator. Generator sales and service, it's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Coming up next, Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports joins us on the program. Larry Holder of The Athletic will join us at 535. Jude Young steps in uh, at 6 o'clock with all access right here on 106.1 FM. He also joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Stick around, New Orleans. Fletch is up next. If you were raised up, raised right, up right, you're one of us. 1061 Nash Icon has Luke Bryan tickets every, every day. Sunrise, sunburn, sunrise. Luke Bryan at the Smoothie King Center in August, and Nash Icon is sending you there. That's my kind of night. Want tickets? A pair could be yours every weekday while you work. Get the code to text from Scott Innes anytime between 10 and 4. When you have it, text it to 68255. Luke Bryan tickets every day. Only from New Orleans Country Giant. Shake it for 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Beau Rivage. Experience Gia reimagined at Beau Rivage with a modern twist on Pan Asian cuisine. Their new expansive noodle bar offers authentic Vietnamese dishes like pho, banh mi, and more, along with local favorites. Experience it for yourself. The newly reimagined Gia only at Beau Rivage. Look out for an accident blocking the right lane on 10 westbound just before Loyola. And delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling on 10 westbound from Bonneville 
to the airport. Also look out for delays that are solid on 10 westbound from Elysian Fields to Canal. Look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side from Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. 10 eastbound, your delays are steady from just past the Bonnet Carry Spillway to the airport and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are solid from Stomp Boulevard to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. If you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, delays are solid from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for delays if you're traveling along the 310 going southbound from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Hey, folks, don't forget about my friends over at Dave Miet Insurance. Uh, first of all, Dave Miet wants to remind you, February 25th is the deadline for you to be able to file for Hurricane Ida. So if you have not filed anything yet, you've been procrastinating. Again, you've been back and forth ever. You've got to file something with your insurance company uh, to preserve your rights again to, um, uh, to be able to get uh, what was damaged uh, repaired. 
not, not that it's helped any, right? But at least you got to follow the rules here. So, again, at least you're in the right there. So, remember that February the 25th, uh, you better have at least your, your first claim in to your, uh, to your insurance company. Uh, now's the time to do the insurance checkup. Uh, to make sure you got sufficient coverage for the upcoming hurricane season. To maybe take a look again at maybe your company. You know, I mean, you know your policy, and if you don't, you should. And if and if your your insurance company's not paying off, or they're giving you a hard time to pay off, maybe you need to take a second look at other insurance companies that that that, that are um, here in Louisiana. You know, when it comes to Dave Miani, can search over 50 companies to get you the best price and the best coverage for you. Okay, for your business, for your home. Uh, also, again, uh, it's that one-on-one. Uh, Type, type situation where you get a chance to be able to talk to your insurance agent. You're not talking to somebody over the phone on a one 800 number. You're not getting passed on from one person to the next. You're talking to your insurance agent who, again, understands, again, your needs. Uh, so, again, whether you're a business owner, whether, again, you're a, you're a, you're a homeowner, whether you're looking for uh, professional or, or, or uh, whether you're looking for I mean, professional liability, builder's risk, workman's comp, maybe commercial property, automobile coverage for commercial business customers, or, again, uh, coverage for your own personal uh, use, for your home, uh, for your vehicle, for your kids, uh, you know, whatever you're looking for. Uh, Dave Mead is a one-stop shop when it comes to insurance. And believe me, he knows the game. He knows the insurance business. D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S agency.com. That's how you get in touch with him uh, via, uh, via the uh, uh, website, uh, which is a one-stop shop for you. 504-556-0809. Call him directly. Set up an appointment at his office on Veterans Next to Shogun and find out what I found out a long time ago. Uh, you want a response from an insurance agent that's got your back? It's Dave Mead Insurance. You want to save, call Dave. That's 504-556-0809. Dave Miet Insurance. Nobody wants to think about that right now, right? But <laughs> got no choice. Got to keep fighting. Got to keep pushing. Try to get again what, you, what you're owed uh, after, after the, um, uh, the horrible uh, Hurricane Ida and the rest of the storms we've been dealing with here in South Louisiana. All right, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program from Channel 6 Sports, fresh from Los Angeles, California, the site of, uh, again, the Super Bowl. Fletcher Mackle is with us. Fletch, how you doing? I am doing well, Eric. Thanks for having me. First of all, great job last week being uh, up in Los Angeles. Got a lot of great interviews. Really enjoyed the coverage out there. And um, how was it? It was great. I, look, I'm I, I, I am a East Coast person. I mean, I'm a born and raised New Orleanian like you. But if I travel, uh, New York is probably my favorite city. Then I would probably go Midwest, Chicago. But I like the West Coast. I, I, I like L.A. I love San Francisco. Um, the one thing that gets me about L.A. is is the traffic. So that's something that I just don't think you get used to. But we got a chance to see the new stadium. Um, Media Row was fantastic. They, the NFL did a great job. The city of Los Angeles did a great job. We did live shots from the Santa Monica Pier, from Venice Beach. Um, so it was it was a really great trip, and, and thanks. I appreciate the compliment. We did talk to, you know, Sean Payton, Cam Jordan, and Demario Davis. And Jim Everett, former Saint, he was great, gave us some great insight. Uh, on the team that he still follows, um, and the weather was fantastic. But man, oh man, you know, just just so not to belabor here, but for your listeners, we went from Venice Beach to our hotel, which was in Koreatown. It was 12 miles. It took an hour and seven minutes well, one yeah. day. So uh, yeah. the, the traffic is no joke out there. So very similar to what we dealt with in Miami, right, for the Saints and 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 um, and, and, and the Colts, where if you if you got on that interstate. 
It was yeah. much worse? Okay. Much worse. Much worse. You know, like, I remember, you know, because you're right, uh, it was it was Ooh. Super Bowl of South Florida. So yep. the, the media conferences were in Fort Lauderdale. The Saints happened yep. to be staying in Miami Beach and practicing at the University of Miami, and everything was spread out between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. So you're right. It was The thing is, though, I don't remember being – there were moments of bad traffic in Miami, but this was – I mean, look, L.A. is, you know, it's a behemoth. And, and the traffic is crazy. And, and look, that's one of the great things about New Orleans. There were a lot of national journalists that I spoke with, and they were even posting on social media about why New Orleans is maybe the best Super Bowl host city. And it's not something that we romanticize here and nobody else talks about. When you can come to a place and you can walk from Media Row to mm-hmm. the Superdome to the French Quarter to the CBD, I mean, it really makes life easier when you are traveling and working and they're not on vacation when everything is in a footprint that is manageable, unlike someplace like L.A. or Miami. But look, both of those cities did a great job when they had the Super Bowl, and, and, and L.A. really did a great job. The stadium's great, and, uh, and, and the city did a great job, you know, even though it was pretty spread out. And I anticipate we'll do a great job next year, as we always do in terms of hosting us. Uh, you know, and, and, and you're right. The media's going to love it because everything's within – not just that, but the fan base too, all the fan bases. Everything is so compacted. You know, it, it is just, it's just a great place to have, a, to have any type of sporting event, but especially the Super Bowl. You did have a chance to talk to Sean Payton. Just your impressions on, on Sean Payton uh, uh, again. Um, you know, a lot of people, again, worried he's going to be back in coaching in the next couple of years. At this point, look, it's water under the bridge. If he goes somewhere, just want to make sure you get, again, players and picks uh, for, for, uh, for compensation at this point, in my opinion. But your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, he's going to coach again. Now, I don't know if it's going to be next year, but I do think he's going to – I mean, he said he's going to, you know, that he doesn't think he's done coaching. But, I mean, he was pretty adamant. I asked him the question because he was making the rounds on a lot of the national shows. And, and I said, are you sick of people asking you, when are you going to coach and are you going to coach the Cowboys? And he gave a great answer saying that he's not coaching those teams right now. He's not getting back into coaching right now. That he told us point blank he was there to do TV and that he had network interviews set up about getting into television just like Drew Brees did, just like Tony Romo did. And I think he's going to do that, I would say, two years. Uh, again, look, we don't know what the landscape of the NFL is going to look like next year. If Mike McCarthy bows out, early in the playoffs, sure. Could Jerry Jones say, I don't care what it costs, I need Sean Payton and give the Saints multiple first-round draft picks? Sure. But, again, I don't think Sean Payton is getting back in, and this is what I say about it. If the Cowboys make a deep run next year and McCarthy's fine, Sean Payton, let's just use as an example, Caroline is pretty terrible right now, and, and I love Matt Rule, but he's been a disaster as the Panthers head coach. If, if they go – four and 13 next year and fire Matt rule and have no quarterback. Sean Payton is not going to have interest in going to a massive rebuild in Carolina just to go. So I think he's going to be very picky when he gets back into coaching. Certainly the Cowboys people are going to look at, but I look at a team like the chargers with a young coach, a yep. franchise quarterback, a young coach who made mistakes this year. If, if, if the chargers fade again at the end of the season, that to me is a job an owner that would give Peyton a ton of control, a franchise quarterback in L.A., that's a team I could say, okay, you know, I could see him going to. Um, but, again, I do think he'll coach, but he was definitely at the Super Bowl to do television and television interviews and talk about spending the next year, potentially two, doing network television. 
Yeah, and I'll throw in the fact they're already running his offense there as well. So that, that also is, is a help in, 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 uh, in possibly maybe coaching the Charges one day. Let's talk about the same. follow-up, not to interrupt sure. you. And, and sure. people get upset at me about this, but I, I, I can't wait to see when it actually happens. I think the Saints have always looked at Dallas as, as a rival, even though they don't play sure. in the same division. They play each other a lot, the proximity, the fact that Peyton came from there. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think if, if Jerry Jones wanted Sean Payton, the price would be insanely high. And, and Jerry Jones would probably need it, you know, to get the coach that he let get away back in 2006. If it's the Chargers, and I told somebody this, I think you're talking about like a second-round draft pick. And, and people acted as if I, you know, was, was, you know, spitting in their face when I said that. But, look, it's an AFC team that you only play every four years. Uh, again, I don't know if the asking price is going to be quite as steep if hypothetically next year Dean Spanos wants to hire Sean Payton to coach um, Justin Herbert in L.A. I, I think depending on what team he goes to, that will, that will determine the asking price. And, and I, I, just, I have a belief that if it's the Chargers, it won't be a first-round draft pick. That's interesting because, again, if I'm Mickey Loomis, I'm holding out for as much as I can before I allow him to get back into the league. Well, and no disrespect this, to Sean Payton. I okay, say, I just, but this is the uh, thing that I would say. Yeah, this is the thing I'd say about that, though, is I don't think they're going to turn their relationship into something that becomes spoiled for what they did do here. I think that they respect Sean, that he wanted a break. He is stepping away. And, and at some point, he is going to come back to coaching. So, I, again, is it going to take compensation? Absolutely, positively. They're not just letting him come back for, for nothing um, unless he waits three years and then comes back when his contract has, has passed. But I also don't think, and that's where I said, the Dallas Cowboys, they are not letting him go to a team that they look at as a rival in the NFC without mm-hmm. massive compensation to a team that is loaded with talent. But, again, I think the Chargers have talent and are a good team. But I just think being in the AFC, being a team that's not a direct rival for them, again, maybe Mickey asks for a first, but I don't necessarily know if that's how. And, look, I I, I may be wrong. That's what's great about Sports Talk Radio. It's full of opinions. But my opinion is, like, hypothetically, I like Robert Sala up with the New York Jets. But if if they have another bad year or something happens, they have a young quarterback. It's New York City. You know, to me, it would be the same type of deal. The compensation wouldn't be as much if, if he decided to go take over, you know, a team in the NFC, and especially one like Dallas that you look at is a team that you're in direct competition with. Maybe, look, if, if Bill Belichick retired next year and Robert Kraft wanted to hire Sean Payton, maybe you could, you know, leverage them for a first-round draft pick. But even then, it, it's still anything in the AFC to me, the price is going to go down significantly. In, in most of the NFC, I think it's going to be a higher price. But then somebody like the Dallas Cowboys, and then somebody joked about a division team, you know, like if, if Arians retires and, and they end up getting Garoppolo this year and Sean Payton's always playing. I, I think they may just block teams like Tampa and Atlanta and just say, look, mm-hmm. we can all take each other to court before you go coach the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, so, again, I just think it depends on what team it is. But if it's an AFC team, my gut tells me it's not going to be this. Because, this, you know, people throw the Gruden example out there, but it's just not, right. it's not, it's not apples to apples. John Gruden was a sitting head coach who had just taken the Raiders to an AFC championship game and deep into the playoffs and was under contract. You know, Sean Payton will have been out of the league 
at this point. So to use an example from 20 years ago that isn't a fair comparison and say, you know, people tell me the market's set. It's like, well, the market from 20 years ago under a different circumstance is not the, the, the same. It's just not. And so, again, if it's an NFC team, I would certainly say it's a first-round draft pick. If it's the Cowboys, it may be multiple. And if it's an AFC team, I think the price goes down to, like, a, a second-round draft pick and a, and a starter. This might be unfair to ask because we don't know who the offensive coordinator is yet, but uh, can you handicap who you think may be the next quarterback of the New Orleans Saints? Uh, the only thing I can handicap is not anybody that played quarterback this year. And if it's anybody that played quarterback this year, I think – the Saints are entering purgatory of 9-8-8-9 and eight, eight, nine in some Jim Hazlitt years, so to say, mm-hmm. when they had Aaron Brooks. You know, they were good, and they could get into the playoffs, but they were never a real threat. So, again, I, I, look, I don't dislike Jameis, but I don't think Jameis is ever going to be a guy that becomes something special. Um, I, I was a big Taysom guy, but obviously the, the luster has worn off on that. I don't think mm-hmm. he's ever going to be a productive starting quarterback, maybe a trick pony at quarterback, and what sure. he does certainly is his role. Um, Ian Book I like. I just don't know. And it, it's not fair to judge him on the one game we saw. And then, look, Trevor Simeon was on the street for a reason. He's not mm-hmm. a, a starting quarterback in any way, shape, or form. So I think the Saints starting quarterback – is someone other than the four that played quarterback in 2021. But handicapping it, like you said, who's the offensive coordinator? What do what does Dennis think? Because he's the head coach now, even though he's a defensive right. guy. You know, who does he hire as offensive coordinator? What thoughts does he have on the quarterback position? What does Mickey Loomis and, and what does Jeff Ireland think about the quarterback position? So I would, again, I still want to fantasize about Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, you know, to me, Jimmy Garoppolo is still a very real option for this team. Um, I wouldn't even rule out somebody like a Jordan Love if, if Rodgers is back in Green Bay. Could the Saints make a move for a guy like Jordan Love? Um, would Baker Mayfield become available? Um, would mm-hmm. they, I, I don't know if they draft somebody. I find that a hard pill to swallow um, because I feel like you have a championship-caliber defense right now. You have a running back in his prime right now. Uh, how do you take a rookie quarterback, even if it's a Mac Jones-type situation, Look, New England's ceiling was playoffs, and, and then Buffalo, you know, did a number on him in the playoffs. I'm not saying a rookie quarterback, somebody like Kenny Pickett, that's a polished college player, couldn't come in here and help get this team to 10-7, and seven, but not to championship level. And you have a championship level defense, and you have a championship level running back right now. So to me, I look at it and say, it's got to be a veteran quarterback, but which one it is, I just don't know. And if it ends up being one of the four from last year, I think we can start making those nine, eight, eight, nine predictions and feel pretty safe. Your thoughts on the uh, Pels move to bring in C.J. McCollum? I, I think it's fantastic. I've been a C.J. McCollum fan since he was a one-man wrecking ball at Lehigh University in the NCAA tournament back in 2012, 2013. I was an AP voter back then, and I had him on my All-American teams. And remember how good he was. And, and look, he's not an all-star player, but he is, he's in that Brandon Ingram, Drew Holiday, fringe all-star player. But this is a guy, when you look at it, that worked with the team he has played for and helped build into a, a, a perennial playoff team in Portland that is retooling this year and wanted to come here. And so, to me, that speaks volumes, and it should, it should tell fans that, you know, you've got guys that can compete, can win, and, and I think that 
I think it's a little bit of a stretch to say he could do for this team what Chris Paul did for the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns hadn't been to the playoffs in a decade. ton of young talent like Booker and Aiton. They get Chris Paul, and the next thing you know, they're in the finals. I'm not saying that C.J. McCollum is going to help lead this team to the finals next year, but I think the way he's respected, how he plays, the one thing this team was missing was quality guard play. I, I think he's got a chance to be a really, really productive player for this team, not only on the court, but off the court in the locker room. I, I just think it was a really great get for, uh, for David Griffin, Trajan yep. Langdon, and Swing Cash. I, I would agree. You get the question every day, so do I. Zion, do you expect him back after the All-Star break? I don't. I don't think he's going to play this year. I think there's been too many setbacks and everything's too vague. If it was positive, they'd be telling us. It's negative, so that's why they've been vague with everything. Um, I, I just hope that he's more Joel Embiid than he is Greg Oden. And for your listeners that may not you know, get that reference, Greg Oden was the generational talent coming out of Ohio State, 18-year-old phenom, and foot injuries completely derailed his career, and, and he never became anything. Joel Embiid was the same way, uh, a massive big man coming out of Kansas after one year. He missed all of his first two seasons because of foot issues, but now he's figured out his body and his health, and he's arguably the best big man in the NBA in a championship contender in Philadelphia. So I think Zion, which direction does he go after two of his three seasons have been complete waste because of injury? First year with a knee injury, this year with a foot injury. I hope he figures out his body and figures out, like, he has to understand that even at 21 years old, he's still a young man. Mm-hmm. This is a 24-7, 365 profession. And when you've got a body type like his, you need to maintain it year-round all the time. I hope that this is a wake-up call in next year. He's truly healthy because they've got some good pieces if he's healthy. But I don't think he plays this year. Do they offer him the extension in the summer? Oh, there's no doubt. They have to. I mean, look, I, I've referenced Embiid. Joel Embiid missed his first two seasons, and then in year three, he made the all-star team and then sadly suffered an injury. So his first three years, he played like 36 games, and he got a max extension. They have nothing. They can't not offer Zion the extension. They, they have to give it to him. Um, now, they could put some caveats in there about his health and, and, and mm-hmm. tie it to uh, uh, him being healthy and, and, and get insurance provisions in it. But there's no doubt, look, when he was healthy last year, he was doing historic stuff. And, and if he was healthy, it would be a no-brainer. I, I think that, unfortunately, again, has he earned it? No. But is he going to get offered it? Absolutely. Fletch, what you guys got coming up on Channel 6 Sports? I am uh, live here at the Smoothie King Center covering tonight's okay. Pelicans game. Also, Big game tonight. We talked to, yeah, we talked to uh, Memphis tonight, big game. We talked to uh, R.C. Slocum. Dennis Allen's college coach at Texas A&M, uh-huh. deeper on Dennis Allen. And then we're still talking about the, uh, the HBCU Legacy Bowl this week uh, at Yulman Stadium that Doug Williams is the co-founder of. No doubt. Appreciate your time as always. Fletch, um, uh, let the folks know how they can follow you on social media and, of course, uh, how they can check out your blog as well. Yep, I am uh, on uh, Twitter as my go-to for social, at FletcherWDSU. I write columns and mock drafts and things like that for our website, and then you can catch me on TV basically every day. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate the time today. All right, Eric. Thank you. Fletcher Mackle, Channel 6 Sports. He mentioned Memphis tonight. I'm going to talk about it in the second hour. Big game tonight. Uh, They blew out the Raptors last night. Uh, Again, back-to-back now at home, going up against the third um, seed in the West, Uh, a team that, again, uh, was looked to be on the same – 
uh, tier as, as the Pels a few years ago uh, when, when uh, uh, obviously, they, they drafted Zion. Uh, and, uh, of course, things have not, uh, have not worked out for uh, New Orleans, much like they've worked out with Memphis uh, in, in terms of, again, uh, how they've um, uh, worked out with their first-round pick. All right, look, we're going to take a quick break. We come back, we're going to wrap up hour number one. Uh, again, hour number two, we'll bring Larry Holder in at 535. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't go anywhere. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com to check out all the services we provide to our customer. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What you say there, Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you you have, like, the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud, no. As a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10 better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously, and that means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Are you in the market for a new job? Are you in the market for a new job? We can help. Attend Cumulus Media's virtual job fair going on now. See open positions at Los Efes Grill, GT Automotive, Silver Slipper Casino, Priority Healthcare, Antoine's Bakery, Rizzuto's, Rapid Urgent Care, and the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. Go to NashFM1061.com and click on Cumulus New Orleans Job Fair. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. 
Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. All right, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If your heating system breaks down, the AC is not working as we go through this yo-yo time of the uh, winter, uh, you better make sure you're going with a company you can trust. You can trust Burkhardt doing the only work that's necessary. Never gouge you, never cheat you. The 15 trucks in the field. Strategically uh, set up all over the metropolitan area to make sure they get to you quickly. And then Nate certified technicians, highest certification in the industry. Burkhardt's name means everything to the Burkhardt family. You want to go with a company you can trust, go with Burkhardt. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Thanks to Fletcher Mackle for joining us on the program. Larry Holder's in the second hour. We'll talk some crime. We'll talk Pels. We'll get some Saints in if we can. You'll listen to Inside New Orleans, all coming up in hour number two. And ain't this a song? Let it go. Authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street.
Inside New Orleans, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thank you for being there. Whether you're listening over the airwaves at 106.1 FM, maybe you got the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, take the show with you anywhere. Also, our podcast is everywhere. We're on the Anchor app or on your favorite podcasting platform. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you for listening to the podcast. We appreciate it very much. Nash FM 106.1 uh, and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Thank you if you're listening there. Um, uh, as always, we appreciate you tuning into the program. Uh, this hour, we'll have Larry Holder. Thanks again to Fletcher Mackle for joining us uh, last hour. Larry will join us at 535, and uh, we'll talk football with him. Um, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Jude Young joins me on the program this week. Uh, and uh, actually, Jude was, is working tonight. Uh, he is uh, doing all access uh, that follows this program at 6 o'clock. So keep it right here for Jude Young. Jude's always great because Jude can talk everything. And Jude is, Jude's got an iron trap for, for, for a brain. I mean, he's just one of those guys that retains information. Uh, I used to be one of those guys that could just retain information without notes. Uh, I can ask him anything, anytime, about any sport, anything. And, and, and again, he's given me uh, an accurate answer. He's just, he's that good. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, underrated in this market. Underrated in terms of his knowledge, his delivery, what he does. Of course, he's the voice of the UNO Privateers. Looking forward to having Jude back on the show this week. He's one of my go-to guys, uh, always has been. I love guys that, again, can talk multiple sports uh, and then, that have great depth and knowledge, and, and Jude is one of those guys. So looking forward to having him on the program this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. In the first hour, we talked about the offensive coordinator position, the defensive coordinator position, well, anticipating Dennis Allen making a decision before the end of this week, especially with free agency uh, coming up. And, and, again, so many meetings to figure out well, again, who you want to keep on your roster and then who, who are you going to try to poach from another roster uh, going forward. So, again, we talked about that. Ross Jackson had a great column in Canal Street Chronicles this week where, again, he pointed out that um, Scotty Montgomery is an RPO coach. Robert Prince is a Boise, uh, Boise State uh, disciple um, from Moore. And, of course, his, uh, and one of the things that he does is he simplifies his route tree for the, for the wide receivers. And I talked about the offense, the Peyton offense. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, okay? Uh, I, I don't understand unless, again, all, all uh, DA is trying to do right now is do his due diligence as a defensive coach to learn more about some of the offensive concepts that are out there so he can defend them, okay? And then maybe, again, adding a little bit of that to what is already here in New Orleans with Peyton's offense. But as I said before, there's no way you abandon Peyton's offense. That, that would be ridiculous. Okay, you've got the recipe for success right here. Upgrade your personnel. So, again, we talked about that. Tonight's a big one for, for the Pels. 
Last night, they beat the Raptors 120 to 90. It was a huge win for them. They're 23 and 24 now. They're the 11th seed. They're half a game out uh, of, uh, behind Portland. They take on uh, the Memphis Grizzlies tonight in the Smoothie King Center. Look, they shot 58% from the field last night, 45% from three. But the big thing was ball movement. You know, we keep hearing about, again, this .5 seconds. Uh, of holding the ball within within the um, Willie Green system, where, again, they want the ball moving quickly. They don't want the ball to stick. And, and look, at something that I, when you play it right, uh, it, it's like a beautiful ballet, okay? Uh, it, it, it's dancing in motion, so to speak. Um, when you can see guys giving up good shots for great shots, again, the extra shot, the extra, the, the extra pass that leads to a great shot, uh, that's basketball, man. And that's what we've gotten away from in the NBA. So when you see a team that will do that, that is unselfish, that is willing to be able to play that way, uh, you know, first of all, it's basketball magic in my opinion. But, again, you know that's a team that is always going to be in a game because everyone is involved. Everyone is involved in the court. Had 43 assists last night, 43 assists. The ball move was special. Look, they got out because the ball movement's special. You play defense, which they were their pretty good defending team already. Uh, they got out. They ran the floor last night, which ends up with easy buckets. Solid defense. And, again, last night against the Trailblazers, again, it was never really in doubt. Um, they even sat the starters in the fourth quarter. They could have put Brandon Ingram back in the game. He would have got his first triple-double of the year. But, again, no need to. His rest is, is worth more than, again, you know, picking up, what, a couple assists. Uh, and and having that on, on the um, on, on the scoring tablet, um, I thought the sharing of the ball was contagious. It was always good. To, it was good to see Tony Snell get on the floor. I told you guys about him yesterday. He had eight points in 14 minutes. Uh, Willie, Willie Green got to go deep into his bench uh, with guys getting quality minutes. Now look, they came in let down tonight against the third seed Grizzlies. Okay, you can't go out and blow out the 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 the, the Raptors, who are an Eastern Conference team, and then come back on the on, on, on the next night. And, again, not put up the same type of performance and effort against the Grizzlies. Um, they're in town, and I think it's going to be a nice litmus test uh, to, to, again, this, this new lineup that they had last night. Uh, but let me say this. Um, this, is a, this team and, and the Grizzlies, as long as, again, you've got uh, John Morant and, and also Zion Williamson on, on the court for these teams, they're always going to be compared. And Morant has had an incredible uh, early, um, early part of his career. Uh, he has lifted up, the again, the Memphis Grizzlies to where they are now, the third seed. Now, look, they get some talent. Do you realize that they're the 29th highest payroll in the NBA? You want to talk about bang for your buck, okay, to have the third, uh, uh, the, be in the third place right now in the West, one of the top teams in the West, and, and then to be in a situation where, you, where, again, as an owner, you got the 29th highest payroll. You know, Jaron Jackson Jr., again, uh, his, his dad played, uh, was at Cohen, went to Georgetown, uh, again, New Orleans native. Uh, you know, we know about, about John Moran, what he's been able to do. Uh, you know, Steven Adams it, it is a much better fit there than he was here in New Orleans. Uh, you go right down the line. Uh, this, is a, this is a team that, again, is, is playing really, really well right now. And as I mentioned, I think it's going to be a good test for the Pels uh, tonight to see again, how far they really come. It looks like they're settling in right now in, in terms of, again, Jay, uh, uh, when you talk about C.J. McCollum, uh, also, again, um, uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that, again, is ball dominant. He had 23 points last night. Uh, but, again, it was on 9 of 13 shots, 5 or 8 from the three-point line. So, again, it wasn't a, a big volume of, of shots like we saw early trying to get, trying to get double figures. Uh, he was instrumental in moving the basketball. And, look, you've got to respect the shot. You can see it right now. The floor spacing is already different. 
uh, with, with, again, his ability to be able to shoot the basketball. Uh, he's opening up things for, for, for Brandon Ingram. Uh, I, I love, and I say this again, I absolutely love Jackson Hayes at the four uh, because, again, you can, you can showcase his athleticism. Uh, he seems to be more into the game. You know, Gary Clark is, is, you know, his shot is that little corner three. And it's always been that way throughout his career. And he's a guy that, again, was pulled off the scrap heap that has come in. You know, I, I like, you know, when he came in, I'm like, you know, I, I like him as a player, but you know, he always seems to be moving around. Uh, but he sounds the fiends to find a little niche here uh, in New Orleans. You know, I want to see what Najee Marshall is going to do now that, that Josh Hart is not here because I've called him a poor man's Josh Hart. You know, when he gets on the phone, can he be that energizer bunny when he's on, on, the, uh, on the court? Uh, you know, creating for others. Uh, getting out there, doing the hustle, doing the dirty work that a team needs in order to be successful. That's what Josh Hart did at a very, very high level. And, and somebody's got to pick that up. It could be a Tony Snell. It could, could be a Najee Marshall. Uh, but the other one is that, that's really been the key to, again, the resurgence of the Pels is Jose Alvarado. Um, he has, uh, look, I thought he'd be a, a G League player, okay? And there's no way I thought he was going to get on the court for this team this year. And there's no way I thought he was going to get on the court and be as successful as he's been, Okay. Uh, so when I look at him and, and, and I look at the little spark plug that he's brought to this team in, in terms of the offense and his ability to just be pesky on the defensive side of the ball, uh, that is another find for, for this front office. They did a really great job in this past draft, uh, whether you bring in Herbert Jones, obviously as a, as a second-round pick. Uh, you know, again, I'm not giving up on Trey Murphy. He just got to get some confidence. He just start knocking down some shots. And then, again, bringing in Alvarado, uh, who, again, has just played well. Uh, for this team. But this is going to be another one. This is a great test for this team tonight uh, when you take on Memphis to see if, again, if last night's was was fool's goal or if they're really making the strides in terms of getting comfortable with each other maybe making this next step uh, without a Zion Williamson. You heard Fletcher in the first hour. He doesn't think Zion's coming back. Fletcher's always had his ear to the um, uh, to, to, to the uh, to the um, uh, to the ground when it comes to the Pels. So uh, I'm hoping he will come back because it would be a nice stretch run here, but, you know, it is what it is at this point. I want to talk a little bit about Mardi Gras coming up and, and crime. Look, first of all, I'm a Chamber of Commerce guy, right? You know, I, I, look, I understand what Mardi Gras means, what Jazz Fest means, French Quarter Fest. I understand growing up in tourism, okay, the, what, what tourism means, the hospitality industry means to our city. And, look, I grew up in a time when the port was strong. I grew up in a time when this city was diversified in terms of its economy, where we had uh, a, a banking corridor, where we had an oil corridor. Uh, you know, all that is now condos and hotels. So, again, we have, we have uh, cast our lot with tourism, so it is what it is. But let's have an honest conversation about this year's Mardi Gras, okay? It's going to be different. And it's not just going to be different because of the shortening of the parade routes or because of the threat of spreading COVID-19. But it's going to be different because of the lack of NOPD officers. And more importantly, what's something that not many people are talking about is the lack of veteran New Orleans police officers, especially on that parade route. Look, it's been pounded in my head my entire life. There's no better police force in the world than New Orleans police force when it, when it comes to crowd control. Well, there's a reason for that, okay? Uh, and that is, again, it starts with, again, the veteran officer who's been there for a while who, again, learned from a veteran officer, who learned from a veteran officer, who learned from a veteran officer. So you're looking at generations of police officers that understand what it takes to be able to handle large crowds and, again, what the NOPD's MO is on handling large crowds. You're now in a situation where you've got 900 officers, okay? Uh, you've got the mass exodus now of veteran police officers from the NOPD. 
And this is not just during the Cantrell administration. This is the Cantrell and Landry administrations. The city's uncovered. Just 900 officers now left on the force. The, the issue is, ladies and gentlemen, it's inexperienced officers who have normally would grow up learning, again, crowd control from veteran officers, as I mentioned, passing on from generation to generation of NOPD officers. Those veteran officers are gone. So there's a dearth there. There's not enough veteran officers to go around. Now, look, in the past, just go in your mind's eye and think about it. When you'd be in a Mardi Gras parade route, I don't care if you're on St. Charles, I don't care if you're on Canal Street, I don't care where you were, in a lot of cases you had a veteran officer paired with a young officer. And that's how, again, they learned, okay? You know, not to let the, you know, the young officer get, again, maybe wrapped up in the moment, veteran officer understanding, again, how you got to be uh, with these crowds, you know, uh, you know, when to push, when not to push, when to, when to arrest, when not to arrest, okay? This is, they grew up learning, again, crowd control from these veteran officers, okay? So now there's a huge void. And you have the NOPD now skewing younger than any other time in our modern history. Look, this may be the most diverse force maybe in the country, and it's definitely the most diverse force in the history of the city of New Orleans. More females, uh, more minorities uh, that are part of the NOPD than ever, ever before, okay? But the, the bottom line is, how many veteran officers do we still have? That, that, again, that are teaching, that are passing on the knowledge of, again, police work in New Orleans, which is different than most American cities because we have so many major events. Nobody else has Mardi Gras, okay? Because we have these major events, these major street, uh, these major street festivals, et cetera. You add the fact now that neighborhoods uh, will not have sufficient police patrols. you got a brazen and emboldened criminal element out there. This could be, honestly, and I'm not trying to, uh, again, I'm a Chamber of Commerce guy, right? You know, Normally, again, I would kind of skew over this. But it could be the most dangerous Mardi Gras in a long time. Yes, we're going to have state troopers in town. We found out yesterday 100 less than normal. See, again, I mentioned this once ago when we were talking about state troopers coming to New Orleans, and, and uh, it was that they are having issues as well in terms of staffing. So normally it's 200 uh, uh, state troopers that come into New Orleans from Mardi Gras. We're only getting 100 this year. That, that's, that's going to hurt. Uh, yes, the NOPD is expected to borrow cops from other jurisdictions. But once again, those cops in a lot of cases were what? Paired with an NOPD officer. And an NOPD officer in a lot of cases was a veteran NOPD officer. Okay, you're not going to have that this year. You're not going to have the veterans that we had in the past. Um, the, the NOPD is going to go through a 12-hour shift for Mardi Gras. Uh, the chief had, had, had said that possibly that's what we're going to see from now on is 12-hour shifts, which makes sense. That way you have more cops on the street than what we have right now. 900 cops, they say 1,000. By the time you get guys that are on desk duty, guys that, that are suspended, uh, well, cops that, again, that are out on sick, or, again, they have to take a vacation sometime, right? Again, you know that, again, each platoon, uh, you're at the absolute minimum that we have in terms of patrolling the city. And, and the criminals know it. There's no doubt the FBI, federal partners are going to be all over the parade roofs looking for criminal activity. They do it all the time. Okay, they use technology uh, that is second to none, um, the drones, everything they can, and then also, again, they're, they're, they're mixed in uh, in a plain closed capacity within the crowds as well. Uh, we'll see that. That continues, okay? How many, we don't know, but they'll be there. But let's be real. Law enforcement can't be everywhere, and the criminals know it. There was a time in this city where there was a reverence for, again, the big, the big um, events that, that came here. You didn't see a criminal bring a, a gun on a parade route. Uh, you didn't have shooting on parade routes. Okay, you might have, a, you know, everybody's had the scene fisticuffs or families get into it or somebody jumped in their spot. And people get a little bit riled up and the NOPD is there quickly to defuse it. 
But now again, you got to worry about uh, uh, the, the, these these young thugs again with the with, with bringing guns on parade routes. That that's a problem. See, the problem is also again, as a citizen, a law-abiding citizen, you can't bring a gun on a parade route, even with your if your permit. But yet again, the the, the criminals will. So. You know, you're, you're at a quandary there as far as that goes. And I'm not recommending that to anyone bringing a gun on a parade route by no stretch of the imagination. There's a reason why that law is in place. Um, but law enforcement can't be everywhere, okay? And the fact that there is no reverence for, for Mardi Gras or, again, some of the big events by, again, the young criminal element out there, uh, they're looking at it as an opportunity. There are now more cars on the street, more, more, more people on the street. That's more possible victims on the street. More cars to break into, more people that are on the street that can be carjacked or robbed, and more chances, again, for gunfire on parade routes are in the corner. Look, I'm on edge. I'm sure you're on edge right now when it comes to Mardi Gras. I'm already hearing that some are deciding that it's too dangerous to be able to go out, and, and, and whereas others are going to roll the dice with their head on a swivel. But you know it's bad. You know it's bad when the city's promotional arm, New Orleans and Company, is warning citizens to walk in groups and be aware of your surroundings as if they're bracing for a crime-infested Mardi Gras. I mean, that's something I've never heard before. I've never heard New Orleans Company come out and say, well, you know, you should be walking in groups, you, you know, be mindful of where you're at. We know that, okay, we're New Orleanians. Uh, but again, to be able to warn the, the, uh, the tourists that are coming as well. I just got a question for you, okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm a father of three. And, and, and we, you know, we went in big groups to parade with a bunch of kids. You know, how, is, how are you supposed to have your head on a swivel if you're a parent with a bunch of kids trying to get to your car before and after the parade? Or maybe you're an elderly couple who just wants to see Mardi Gras, okay? Uh, uh, you know, um, or maybe, again, the, uh, not to mention the, the reveler who's feeling no pain, right? Okay, walking back and forth from Mardi Gras parade. Um, we need Mardi Gras. We just need it. As a city, we need Mardi Gras. As citizens, we need Mardi Gras. For the psyche of the city, okay, okay, for the economy of the city after a two-year hiatus, we need Mardi Gras. We need Mardi Gras desperately. And I've said it before. You know, I believe the COVID-19 restrictions we've seen over the last two years, and I said this when it first started, was more of a byproduct of a lack of police protection here in New Orleans and the breakdown of the criminal justice system than it was Latoya Cantrell trying to control the, 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 the coronavirus, which she has no chance of controlling. Okay? No chance of controlling. This was about, again, realizing that she didn't have enough police on the streets to have Mardi Gras. But we cannot go three straight years without Mardi Gras, whether it's COVID-19 or the criminal element. We've got to push through on this. But at the same time, you've got to be able to watch your, watch your back. You just do. Okay? You just do. We have to be on guard like never before because, again, this broken criminal justice system has unleashed the most violent criminals in the modern history of our city. And they're looking at Mardi Gras as the criminal's version of shooting fish in a barrel, okay? More people on the streets means more opportunity to be able to commit crimes. So this is one of those Mardi Gras where no matter where you are or who you are, okay, you've got to be careful and vigilant on the streets this Mardi Gras season. Now, hopefully, hopefully, again, there will be a police presence out there, uh, not just during the Mardi Gras parades on the routes, but again within the, within the neighborhoods uh, so that, that we can see at least maybe uh, criminal, uh, the, the criminal element um, in a situation where it's much more difficult uh, to, to be able to commit these crimes. But, look, we know it. I mean, 
you know, parade ends. You're walking back to your car. Uh, you know, again, you know, for, for me, in a lot of cases, I have a friend that we, we you know, we may go to the his spot if he, to, to his house if he doesn't have a parking spot for us, and I'm walking. But I walk by myself in a lot of cases because I don't want to put my family at risk. Even again, in in, in times bef- before what we're seeing now, it's just that again, you're going to have to be able to to make sure that in a lot of cases, uh, make sure you protect yourself and your family because this is a Mardi Gras that. Uh, for the first time in a long time, okay, uh, we're outmanned when it comes to the criminal element in this city. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll get to that point where uh, we can we can get past this, but this is going to be a tough one. We need it, folks. There's no calling it off. There's no, there's no uh, staying away from it. We need it. Just for, for us, we need it. For our economy, we need it. But we also need to get this, this criminal element under control, and I don't know how we do it with the minimal amount of police officers that we have to cover the city and also cover the parades routes as well. Um, hopefully, I'm praying for a safe Mardi Gras. Hopefully, again, that'll happen. But, again, there are no guarantees going forward based on what we've seen with, again, 66 carjackings already up uh, th- this year. Uh, carjackings up 73% since last year. Uh, armed robberies up, murders up, everything up. And, of course, not enough police officers on the street to be able to curtail that. Hopefully, this will be one where... Uh, we can get through it, and we can we can get past this and get to the criminal justice system where we got the DA, the judges, the police, uh, the mayor, the council, all figuring out again that they've dropped the ball over the last couple see, couple years, and they've allowed this criminal element to grow to the point where they've been emboldened and brazen to the point they don't care. They they don't care. They don't care. Uh, they they're going to go out and commit crimes wherever they want to commit them, and if they get caught, they get caught. And now we're seeing it more and more. Look at. The thing that blows me away about the criminals today is, in my lifetime, I've never seen so many women involved in crime. Uh, there was a report last week that said that, that again, you know, the Uber driver, um, uh, Uber passenger jumps in a car, two women robbing. They were, they, again, they were posing as an Uber driver. A woman was shot in the abdomen the other day. Uh, women are getting shot or, or, again, involved in, again, violent crime more than I've ever seen in my lifetime. So, yes, it's skewing younger, but also it's skewing from a gender standpoint to more females. So it's frustrating, and, and it's, it's across the board. And the only way we're going to get to this point is, again, to, to, to put the deterrent out there. And that is, in a time when we got individuals in this city who have pushed us into a position where they don't want to arrest, uh, they, they don't want to be able to prosecute, and they don't want to put criminals in jail, that, that has to do a complete 180. We have to get back to, again, incarcerating those that, again, are committing these violent crimes, keeping them off the street, even again during the, during the time before their trial, having magistrates that are willing to keep them in jail, having, having uh, judges and juries that are willing to put them in jail uh, to be able to keep them off the streets, no matter, again, what their age is. For, again, the, I'm talking about violent criminals now. And, of course, a police force that has the manpower to be able to enforce the laws in this town. Okay, we're not talking about the, the low-hanging fruit law. We're talking about individuals who are out there carjacking, robbing, uh, and, and killing people, innocent people in our town. And the frustrating part of it is we're on the cusp of, again, uh, the biggest moneymaker for our economy, which is Mardi Gras, and uh, really a litmus test on, again, where this city is at a time when, when again, we're finding out something we've known for two years, that the violent, the, 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 the violent um, criminal in our town has no fear of consequences. And that's, that's where we are in New Orleans 2022. And it's frustrating. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Larry Holder. We'll talk to him about what's happening with, with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. 
Uh, I don't care where you live. If you, you're looking for a set of tires, do not buy that set of tires until you at least check out my friends with Southern Tire. Largest selected tires in the metropolitan area, something for everyone's budget, never going to pressure you into, again, buying something you can't afford. Uh, you can check it out right there on their website at southerntire.com. Then again, when it comes to your vehicle, keeping it up and running. Nate certified technicians with, again, the latest diagnostic equipment that will keep your, your vehicle on the road. If you're a fleet, if you're in charge of a fleet account, Southern Tire is perfect for you because, again, they'll keep all these vehicles on the road so you don't lose money. Uh, wheels and tires up to 30 inches, the latest diagnostic equipment uh, when it comes to your vehicle. Again, um, ASC certified technicians, you can't do any better than Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Friday, uh, Saturdays from 8 to, 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. SouthernTire.com is the website. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. You don't stay around in this town since 1972. We're on vehicles unless you're doing the job right. That's the, that's the Piazza family at Southern Tire, Hickory Airline in Metairie. If you were raised up, raised right, up right, you're one of us. 1061 Nash Icon has Luke Bryan tickets every, every day. Sunrise, sunburn, sunburn. Luke Bryan at the Smoothie King Center in August, and Nash Icon is sending you there. That's my kind of night. Want tickets? A pair could be yours every weekday while you work. Get the code to text from Scott Innes anytime between 10 and 4. When you have it, text it to 68255. Luke Bryan tickets every day. From New Orleans, country giant. Shake it for 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples helps your business grow with custom printed sales and marketing materials. Now get 20% off custom printed signs, banners, and posters when you spend $75 or more. Offer ends 226. See staples.com slash signage for details. Staples, the working and learning store. Look out for an accident blocking the right lane on 10 eastbound just past Williams, and your delays are going to be heavy on 10 eastbound from just past the Bonnet Carey Spillway to the airport, and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high-rise. Delays are going to be heavy on 10 westbound from City Park to just before the Bonnet Carey Spillway. Look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge, and on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Look out for an accident on the Crescent City Connection on the eastbound side at Chapatulas. Your delays are going to be steady on the eastbound side from between the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. And also delays are going to be solid if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. If you're traveling along the West Bank Expressway on the westbound side, delays remain steady from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And on the 310 on the southbound side, delays are steady from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling 
answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Hey, at Burkhardt, nothing is more important to Burkhardt than your family's comfort and safety. Uh, whether, again, you're looking for help with electric repairs, a generator, your air conditioning system, you need emergency service, you can always count on Burkhardt. They'll always be there to help, just like always. Whether, again, you're still recovering from Hurricane Ida, or, again, you just need to tune up, or, again, maybe you're looking for that new system for your home or your business. Think Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. You can always trust Burkhardt. Go to acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Joining us in the program now from The Athletic, uh, Rumble, Rumble's the only uh, no, I wish I say Rummel's only. I said Rummel's own uh, because I want to say Rummel's only because there's a bunch of uh, of uh, media members from Rummel. Uh, begrudgingly, let's bring on uh, a Rummel Raider. His name is Larry Holder. Eric, you know, look, there are, there are a few Rummel Raiders lurking around. Uh, no, there are. Yo, look, I'll tell you right now, uh, they got y'all got quite a few. Okay, now De La Salle, Rummel. Uh, I'm not sure how many. They got a few Jesuit. I think uh, Jude Young is from Jesuit. Um, but, um, I mean, off the top of my head, Kenny Trahan, you, uh, Ed Daniels, all Rummel guy. graduates. You could probably add some more, right? Yeah, Les East is a Jesuit guy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and it's uh, – but, hey, you know. Can we just say the Catholic League dominates? Can we just say that? Uh, the old no. Catholic League. No, I'm not going to say that. No, I'm going to. I'm just going to say Rummel dominates. How about that? We're just going to do that. I knew that we'd go there. I knew that exactly. Where we'd go. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that. Hey, Larry, let me ask a, a, a question that's been on my mind throughout the um, throughout the uh, process of um, interviewing for the offensive coordinator's job. You, you don't really think Dennis Allen's looking to change this offense, do you? I'm sure he's looking to tinker with it, but I also think. 
you have to consider who is going to be the quarterback in which direction you go to within the offense. Uh, Like if you are going to be long-term with Jameis Winston, that is probably a different style of an offense than it would be with someone like Russell Wilson, per se. You know, one is more mobile than the other. And are you going to be incorporating RPO and, and things of that nature? And, uh, you know, what, what style quarterback coming out maybe you're looking at? And so I think it's the quarterback that you're going to have now is not the same as the quarterback you had for, what, 15 years with Drew Brees? Sure. Uh, So I think they are probably looking in different directions just to make sure what style they like and it would help them maybe decide on which quarterback they like. So, and also I think with Pete Carmichael not leaving, you know, you have other offensive assistants who are Mm -hmm. going to be gone and Pete Carmichael is staying. There's definitely going to be uh, still a blueprint involving what Sean Payton runs and yeah and Doug Marone coming back you know uh, that's that brings that element to it as well but still I think that the uncertainty at quarterback is going to force you to kind of open your prospects as far as let's interview this offense coordinator let's interview that offensive coordinator let's let's see which direction we we want to go in but make sure we're educated fully in, in every direction and then make a, a good decision there. Larry, I've got no problem with the diversification of the offense. You know, again, even with, with Peyton, you can see that, again, his ability to be able to tinker with the offense, expand it, uh, even modernize it to what we're seeing now in terms of football. Look, we, we've heard him, him talk about it in press conferences where he'll see something on, on film from the week before, and then he, then he installs that. That was something from somebody else's, uh, you know, play another team was running, and then they run it that week, right? Um, I don't necessarily like the dumbing down of the offense. You know, when I'm, I'm reading um, Ross Jackson's column this week, and he's talking about um, Robert Prince came from the Boise State tree. And, again, their wide receiver route tree is simplified. You know, again, one thing that, I, that, I, that the Saints have pride themselves on is they've had players with high, high football IQ. Of course, the, the, the quarterback had a tremendous high football IQ. But, again, you look at guys, and I mentioned Colston and Sneed and Moore, some of these guys that may not have been, you know, great receivers on other teams, but they worked perfect in this particular offense because they had a high, high football IQ. Well, Kamara has a high football IQ. Um, I just would look. I think you've got, the, you've got the recipe for success here with this offense. You just need better players, smarter players to run it, okay, uh, rather than abandoning it. Now, i got no problem with adding an RPO facet to it or, you know, maybe, again, looking at some of the things that other people are doing as a defensive coordinator would do, but I surely wouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater here. Well, you don't abandon the, all the principles. I mean, a lot of offense, let's be honest, a lot of it runs the same. Uh, you're just putting different spins on it depending on what kind of quarterback you have. And to be fair, I don't think we ever saw what Sean Payton would do fully, full-time without Drew Brees. I mean, we did. Mm-hmm. We, he had to alter the offense after Jameis Winston was injured and catering to different quarterbacks. And so we don't know what the offense looked like if you had to – full-time change it because it's not like they had to change much when Teddy Bridgewater uh, had to fill in for Drew Brees 
you know, we, we don't know if uh, we don't know fully how the offense would have looked with Jameis Winston because it seemed like they were conservative and then they were kind of building up. And then you take a total step and all of a sudden it's Trevor Simeon, it's Taysom Hill, it's even Ian Booker. Like, so you don't know what it would have looked like. So I think that, uh, you, know, you know, you always have to be adaptable, but we've never had to see uh, anyone within the Saints in the last 16 years have to fully adapt to another system. Uh, so I, I think that if you have an athletic quarterback, you can do different things. If you have a quarterback with, you know, better arm strength, you can do different things. If you have a, you know, it's, it, it's different. You know, if you have a Josh Allen type of quarterback, you don't necessarily run the same offense that you ran with Drew Brees or uh, even, uh, you know, I'm just going Josh Allen. No, no, I, I understand what direction you're going there. Right. right. So Look I, at Brees. Brees was more accurate than, than, again, a guy that could wow you with, again, a powerful arm, but, but at the same time, again, was so smart uh, in, in terms of, again, reading defenses. He could, he could change things on the fly. So, yes, I agree. Based on the quarterback that you have behind center, in a lot of cases that's going to predicate what type of, you know, what the offense is, is, going, is going to do. I get that. But, again, I, what I'm talking about is, uh, the concepts, the 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 um, the terminology, uh, you know, what's been left behind here. You, I definitely don't see you wanting to abandon that. Well, no, you're not going to abandon that because, like I said, every like every offense has. Uh, it's not like people don't borrow from each other and they have similar route trees and concepts and things like that. But uh, you know, would, do uh, uh, would you like to maybe see some different ones? Maybe so. And, uh, and look, it, it I think it definitely comes down to. Uh, which direction you want to go with quarterback? Because it, say if it's not Jameis Winston, then it's someone outside the building. So that quarterback's going to have to learn new terminology and new everything, regardless. Like so, that to me, you're not abandoning it. And every offense runs similar things, but it's called something else, or there might be a tweak here or there. So no matter what, uh, you're going to be learning something else. And so I, I think uh, no one's abandoning anything. It's like. The only thing you'd be, it, it, in my eyes, like if you went to a wing tee, that's abandoning it. You know, so I don't, I don't think that that's going to be a big, as big of an issue, Eric, as maybe you might be worried about. But we are going to see some different things because mm-hmm. uh, no quarterback that is available, whether it's free agents or trade or draft, none of them are Drew Brees. So we're going to be seeing something different uh, with mm-hmm. the way that they run things and with the skill position players they have. Uh, you know, it's you're not you can't trust tight ends totally. You've got to see what happens with right. Michael Thomas. Can you get better skill right. position players around him? So we're going to be seeing differences no matter what happens, who the coordinator is, and who the quarterback is. Well, let me ask this: What are you hearing about quarterback? Uh, have you heard any whispers about again who who they may uh, be leaning toward, or do you think that's going to be they're going to wait on that till they name their offensive coordinator? You know, who are they who are they leaning toward in house, if anyone? I think they have probably an idea of what Jameis Winston is. I think they've always had an idea of what Jameis Winston is. And I feel like that if they had to move on with him, they would feel comfortable. Now, would it be long-term? Probably not. But you have to have plan A, B, C, D, and E just because, uh, this year, I feel like there are more teams that are so quarterback needy and there are not enough bodies to go around that would sufficiently fill that job. I mean, we're seeing reporting right now 
about, say, Derek Carr getting an extension, even if it's a short-term extension, which means he's not on the block. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't go anywhere, he's not on a block. Uh, Every team under the sun is going to be trying to trade for Russell Wilson. Can the Saints Mm -hmm. match up? Uh, and uh, look, and are you interested in Jimmy Garoppolo? Or are you interested in Carson Wentz? I mean, Kirk Cousins, Teddy like, Bridgewater. None of these, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. Like all, none of these these quarterbacks probably make Saints fans feel really good. Like so, it, it's it's just kind of the middle of the pack outside of maybe Russell Wilson, who to me uh, has struggled for the last year and a half. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. where do you go from there? Uh, it, it is definitely going to be a crapshoot with what you do here, and so. Uh, I think they they probably have pros and cons for all of them. I don't think there's no way in my mind that they have a decision made uh, of which direction they're they're going to go into fully because uh, that their future is not really dictated on themselves. Like if another team beats them out for a quarterback, then what do you do? Like it's not your fault, but guess what? You lost out on right. say Russell Wilson, something like that. So mm-hmm. they have to have plans and feel good about multiple quarterbacks. Um, if they're going to go after one. And so it's uh, – Eric, this is this is a position that I don't envy where the Saints have to go here because uh, there are pluses and minuses for every quarterback that will be available, trade, free agent, draft. I, I almost wonder if they're, they're not going to lean on, again, the uh, their experience with a quarterback, where they feel comfortable, they know that person that's been in the building before, uh, and, and that's the direction they go. Uh, especially if they can't find someone in the draft. And look, we've talked about it before, Larry. The worst thing you can be doing as as a franchise is chasing quarterbacks and, and going after guys that just because again you get to the uh, you get to the draft and all these quarterbacks line up and then they up, end up getting uh, drafted early. But yet when you compare and contrast them to years past, they, they, they wouldn't match up if you put them all in one draft. Uh, that's why I've said before the measuring stick for any quarterback that's in the draft right now is Ian Book. Is that quarterback that you're going to select in the draft better than the guy you already have that you selected last year in the fourth round? I'll just put it to you this way. Uh, my colleague, Dane Brugler, our draft guru at The Athletic, he has his top 100 prospect list mm-hmm. that just came out earlier today. Yes. And you have to scroll down to 31 to find a quarterback on that list. Now, will that quarterback go in the top 10? Out of desperation? Yeah, possibly. So that's where you are. And it's like 31, 32, 34. Like, uh, it's that whole cluster. Uh, yeah, I would, that, that, uh, I would not be chasing that quarterback. I, I'd live with a veteran for a year or two if I had to, uh, and, then, and then try to figure out a prospect that from, from, from there. But there's no way I'm chasing in, in a bad draft for quarterbacks trying to get the best of that lot. I'm not chasing. Hoping, the guy, hoping that guy comes out and, and, and is a – you know, uh, a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I'm not chasing one of those guys. Now, if they no fall way. to you, well, then maybe well, that's, that's another. That's an, that's another, you know, especially if it's not the first round. They have needs. They need help at wide receiver. You know, they, they, they're going to need help at running back, especially if Kamara's going to miss games. you got to figure out what you can do. Uh, you know, most of the help is needed on offense, tight end, tackle, quarterback, you know, wide receiver. Uh, and then you got to figure out what's going to happen at the safety position with Marcus Williams. But uh, to me, I'm not chasing this, chasing a, uh, you know, just a mediocre quarterback because you know that in this particular draft, you know, he's the 15th rated player. But yet again, you put him in another draft, and you know, he wouldn't even be in the first round. Um, what about the offensive coordinator position? Do you think they'll get that done this week? Look, I feel like that at this point, uh, it's not like any team 
is running around and you know it's not like the saints are in desperation mode there i feel like i feel like that uh, uh, you know any offense coordinators for some staffs like that it's not like the saints are going to miss out per se so uh i feel like that they have certainly they know that that is a huge issue and so it wouldn't shock me that they would be ready to roll with one maybe by the end of the week uh, I, but I'll be honest with you, I don't have a great pulse of when uh, they feel like one has to be done. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like that the Saints relate to the game. They kind of get it. Uh, and, you know, once I think people knew Dennis, I'm sure Dennis Allen, here's the thing. I'm sure he's calling around, gauging mm-hmm. people's interests as soon as Sean Payton walked out the door uh, because he probably felt good that he could get the job. So it's not like, uh, all of a sudden, oh, uh, you, you get a job interview. Like, people are calling people all the time. So I feel like if there's someone that they really like and he hasn't been hired, I think that he's probably there mm-hmm. to, to be hired. But still, uh, you know, some of the names that are kind of just floating out there, uh, they're, to me, kind of underwhelming. Uh, so I, you know, unless it's like if somehow they can pull off a coup and get Eric Bieniemy, I mean, I think that mm-hmm. would be – a big time hire for them. Yes. I'm not making any promises there, but still any of the names I've really heard are, are kind of underwhelming. So we'll, uh, uh, I, I don't know. We'll I almost see. feel like he's, he's interviewing those guys. Look, first of all, you've got to satisfy the Rooney rule, right? Which they've done. I mean, almost every candidate that they've interviewed uh, for both the DC and the, and the OC position have been minority candidates. And I think that's great. But also, again, this could be also picking their brains. You know, he's a defensive coach. I mean, picking the brains about the RPO, picking the brains about the Boise State offense. Maybe that's one of the things he's doing here as he's interviewing these candidates as well. Yeah, I think that's something. And I feel like some of these candidates are not qualified for the job, to be frank. And maybe he's, you know, he's interviewing them for maybe something in the future. I don't know. It's weird yep. um, a little bit. Just, just the names that are weird. Because I feel like they're probably talking to people and uh, bigger names, I feel like, behind the scenes, and they're not getting floated publicly. Like the lower-level yeah. names, it's like, hey, let's float these out publicly so my, my client gets some pub as opposed mm-hmm. to maybe uh, someone else that might be more qualified. So that's, like, that's me just kind of trying to connect the dots. And so uh, it's, sure. uh, it's something that uh, – if any of the names publicly that got out there are hired, I, like, I think you and me are going to be thinking uh, what, what's going on. Well, yeah, I'm already thinking what's going on because, again, uh, you know, a lot of these are not from the Peyton coaching tree. And, and I think that when you start looking at it, you want to try to keep, uh, again, this, this system intact if you definitely can. We only got a couple minutes. Let, let me throw this out to our good friend Kate Kent Trahan, also a Rummel graduate. Chris Gordy, George Faust, uh, Glenn Gilbo, Ed Daniels, uh, A.J. Gardenia, Larry Holder, uh, Lenny Van Gilder, all Rummel, Rummel alumni. You guys do lead the league. <laughs> well, hey, uh, also don't forget um, Adam Nay, who uh, shoots sports. Uh, for Channel Four, mm-hmm. who's been doing that for a long time, videographer, who's a, he, he's a Rummel Raider as well. Just, uh, well Rudy just, Dixon, uh, my my producer, is a Rummel Raider graduate, so I'm surrounded <laughs> by Raiders. Everywhere. We're big everywhere. Chase, I promise. Uh, almost as big as Jamar Chase. <laughs> almost, almost. Something like Larry, as always, man, appreciate the time. Tell the folks about what you got coming up for the Athletic and how they can subscribe. Absolutely, uh, theAthletic.com/slash/NewOrleans. You can jump on there. Uh, also, uh, at Larry Holder, uh, I, I've got some 
some projects kind of coming down the line. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, uh, but I'm also uh, still diving in on, on uh, the Saints quarterback position. That'll be coming up here soon. And, you know, even though the season's over, I mean, we're, we're not far away from the combine and we're not far away right. from, uh, from, uh, you know, free, free agency. agency. And, yeah. Right. And actually this week, later this week, I'm going to be, uh, uh, at Tulane for a couple of days for the, uh, HBCU legacy bowl, uh, mm-hmm. with, with some, uh, you know, uh, prospects in their all-star game, some interesting prospects over there. I'm going to go over there and, and write a couple stories from that. So that I'll be, I'll be having that too, at the athletic.com slash New Orleans. Beautiful. Thanks as always, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. All right, Eric. Good talking to you, buddy. You too, bud. At Larry Holder on uh, on Twitter. And, of course, you can subscribe to The Athletic. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Uh, you come home, system's not working. Maybe it's the heater or the air conditioning uh, system. And, again, you need help. They are there for you. Uh, again, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, only doing the work that's necessary. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign just say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoy new terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second-floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. 
It's Mardi Gras season, and there has never been a better time to buy the Harley-Davidson of your dreams. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa, Louisiana has over 100 Harleys available and is part of the largest Harley-Davidson dealer group in Louisiana with three stores and growing. 100% Louisiana-owned and operated. Zydeco Harley-Davidson is now offering Warranty Forever. That's right. Warranty Forever is a powertrain warranty that covers all the internally lubricated parts for as long as you own the motorcycle and available on any new or used Harley-Davidson 2017 model or newer. And of course, you have to do all the manufacturer's required maintenance and services at the right intervals to keep the coverage in force. Zydeco State-of-the-Art Service Center is available to take care of all those maintenance needs as well as style and performance upgrades. This February only at Zydeco Harley, receive 15% off any Stage 1 through 4 performance upgrade. Our motor clothes department has added over $100,000 of the newest riding gear, helmets, gloves, boots, and Oakley eyewear to our showroom. Follow us on Facebook and online at ZydecoHD.com. Take the ride down the bayou. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Oma, Louisiana. Still searching for a meaningful career with a company you can grow with? Great news! Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is hiring. Positions include cooks, servers, and bartenders with starting pay up to $13 an hour. Benefits include student loan reimbursement, child care reimbursement, 401k, and health insurance. If you truly stand out among your peers, then Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant wants to talk to you. Apply online at bobbyabears.com or stop by the restaurant on Veterans in Metairie. I think that Rudy Dixon and myself, between us in, in, in the break, pretty much narrowed it down to the old well, Catholic Hey, that was Delosal. That was for you, man. That was Delosal. Well, you're time to tell me I'm and white. Uh, believe me, I know I know it. Um, but uh, it uh, there's a lot of ex-Catholic leaguers that, that are in the media here in New Orleans, no doubt about it. And that includes Brother Martin, Rummel, Shaw, Jesuit, Delosal. You got it. Hey, folks, it's been a blast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank uh, uh, Larry Holder and also Fletcher Mackle for joining us on the program. Uh, I want to thank Rudy back in studio for producing. Uh, our great sponsor, sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slash to the sponsor. Sponsor our program. Thanks to the sponsors. Thanks for you to uh, supporting those sponsors as well. Uh, as always, we appreciate you tuning in to the program. Uh, coming up next, Jude Young with All Access. And, of course, Jude joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. See you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock for another edition of Inside New Orleans. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catcher to the governor. That includes the mayor. They all got to go. You already know now.